are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I guess if you've been around here the last couple of years, you know I'm extremely concerned as you are for our nation. Extremely concerned. We live, uh, I believe, in an angry society. We live in a dysfunctional society. We live in a depressed society where I mentioned this morning 41,000 people will commit suicide this year. 18 million of our people, adults, are on prescription drugs for their depression. We are a drug society. You see what's happening and people laying on the streets of our city. San Francisco is just one city like so many where they give the needle exchange and now needles are everywhere. It's just a concern to me as I see the emotionally unstable in our society. They say that one out of every 10 Americans are living in huge adult marriage, huge depression. That means as we drive our car and pass 10 cars tonight, there's one that potentially is very distraught. I look at what's happening in this unstable society where we now call wrong right and right is wrong. Right is basically looked at as hate speech. And I promise you, our dear internet friends, there'll come a day and I try to preach the word, but I try to guard my words that I'm very appropriate There'll come a day where we're off the internet. And the voice of this church with our radio that is beaming literally around the globe, every hamlet, they write in, they text in, they email in. It's amazing. The cities, the states, the counties. I told you of our radio program, 15 minutes a day, revival time, that last year we picked up 16 more stations in a metropolitan areas that have a potential listening audience of 10 million people, and not 10 million, but they're listening. I'll tell you that right now. God's allowing from the Silicon Valley the gospel to go around the world. It's hardly a day or a week goes by that someone doesn't say, I, I follow your church and this, I follow it. I've been so blessed listening to your services online or listening to the radio. God's been so good to us. But the world doesn't want this message from this church. The world doesn't want the Sunday school teacher's lesson this morning, what your teacher taught to you, the word of God. And tonight, there has to be an answer. There must be an answer to help this world. 
Don't you ache when you see the teenagers at a bus stop? I just ache. I don't get to see very many. I'm normally here before I, but once in a while I'll be out and I'll see them standing. It looks so hopeless. There's no laughter. There's no fun. There's no excitement. There's no uh, laughing together. Most are on a phone or some type of email, uh, some type of uh, device, and they're not even talking. Once in a while, I watch them as they ride the bus, and I look and peer through those windows as I'm in my car, and I see them, and my heart literally breaks. They look so sad when teenagers should be so happy. I wonder if some of you men could help me tonight by way of demonstration. I'll have the three men that just were here, if you're still in the auditorium and not a another ministry, if you'll just come up here, Brother Russ and you men that were right here, you'll help me. I wonder tonight if, if the men in this auditorium that are 20 years of age and younger, if you're in this auditorium 20 years of age and under, could you help me illustrate where we're going tonight? Could you come and fill these steps right here? That would mean a sixth grade, a eighth grade, a 20 years and under, just come right now and stand on these steps. These men right here are gonna give each of these men right here, there's a box, fellas, and give them one, two, three, four, five of these. You in the auditorium, will you turn in your song books to page 500, 500. Brother Galvan, if you'll give me the pitch on this song, you're right there. And I want all of you to turn to 500 as these men, 20 years of age and younger. And I'll tell you what, any pastor in America would give anything for men like that. Look at that. Fellas, I want you to take one, two, three, or four. Maybe if we don't know this song, can you play it and help us with it? You in the auditorium, as these men get armed with what I'm gonna show you, and it's not a gospel track for soul winning necessarily, but you can use it for that. I wonder if we could sing, if I could help somebody. Brother Martinez, you may need to come back up here if you would, please. If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can share somebody shall not be in Sing on the course. Get my living. Get them all out, fellas. Shall not be in Get a couple more teams of the guys. Oh, my please. Shall not be in If I can help somebody as I If you could help us, I want you to sing, if you will, that second stanza. It's a powerful stanza. 
And I want us to capture it. Look at these beautiful, handsome young boys down here. I want them to have what I had. I want them to have a wonderful America. Look at these young teenage boys and young maybe college-age boys that are here. Brother Martinez, could you sing that second stanza, please? If I can do yep. my duty as a Christian ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world abroad, if I can spread yep. love's message that the master taught then my living shall not be in vain then my living shall not be in vain if I can help somebody as I pass along then my living shall not be in vain you know this I truly would never as he plays that song I'd never want to embarrass you at prayer meeting tonight she made my day I pray for the widows in our church, and I've been praying so much for Julie. My wife and I love her so much. I've been her pastor over 40 some years. Her husband was such a great man, he's with the Lord, one of my deacons. And I've been wanting to go out to visit her, and she said to me, and she, I haven't been at your house in so long. She said tonight, you ought, you ought to come out and visit me, Pastor. Well, she's on my list. This week, I want to go everywhere I can and try to help people. As Brother Galvan plays that, would you read verse 39? Now, we know the verse that says, The first, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy mind and with all thy soul. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto the first. Would you read verse number 39 like we mean it one time through? You're ready? Verse 39, ready, begin. Now, boys, those tracks are going to represent deeds of kindness. One kindness is to take the gospel to people this week and give the gospel. And maybe that's what this track would represent. Let this track, as they give it to you, represent I'm supposed to make a meal for somebody this week. I need to make a meal for someone that's hurting this week. It might be my neighbor. It might be a senior saint. It might be someone going through deep waters. It might need someone that just needs cheer. I'm going to use this as a reminder that I'm going to make a dessert for someone. I'm going to go mow my neighbor's lawn. It's getting so out of control. That couple had surgery. That man had surgery. Oh, that lady's alone now. I can take care of that. 
I'm going to spend, as I get one of these or two, I get one of, I'm going to use it as a reminder that this week, I'm going to write someone a letter. I'm going to call my mother and tell her how much I love my mother. I'm going to call my dad and say, Dad, I love you so much. I'm going to write to the chairman of the deacons and say, Brother Van Dyke, thank you for the great example you are to me. There's one of these boys, there's children in your neighborhood. And nowadays you've got to be so careful. I came home the other night, a couple of these boys are out here, I don't know where they are, they're playing basketball. They're my neighbors, they attend this church. I said, boys, come on, I'll beat you both, come on. Barely beat them too, I'll tell you that right now. Children need to be loved. Jesus said, I'm going to take time for this. Verse 39 says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So, boys, I'm going to release you, man, in just a minute. And I want you to find, and I want the camera to stay on them, wherever the camera is. Don't give a track to the same person, which is a representative. You can do something for your neighbor this week. But I want everyone in this room, we're gonna release you. It's an example how I'm gonna release you in just a little bit to go help people. How about using the card to remind you, smile at people. Hey, how you doing? Can't you say hello? To walk in the boss's office and say, I wanna just tell you something. Thank you for the job. You're helping me feed my wife and my children. My kids are going to a Christian school. You're helping me. I am so grateful. So they're gonna demonstrate and all over this auditorium, don't give to the same person. Don't give them all of them. You give, if you've got five of them, get five of them out. You know what you're doing, fellas? Get the camera on them, if you will, please. And Brother Galvan, you play that song. Go ahead, boys, all right? Deeds of kindness right here. They're handing something to you. It's a reminder. I'm going to do something. This is the way it ought to be as we go out, not into the auditorium, but go out into this neighborhood and this region. Brother Martinez, are you still here? Could you sing that chorus? Then my living shall not in I thank you. Just come back on in whenever you get settled down. I want us to leave here in just a matter of moments. So I'm going to look all around you. Find someone in need. Help somebody today, though it be small. Some neighborly deed. Help somebody today. Everyone on the pathway needs help on life. And if we've got 18 million people that we know of on drugs for depression, then they must be a world out here that needs us. This person needs that parking stall that you're waiting for, give it to them. This person needs to go in front of you in line. 
then give it to them. This person, this lady, or this man just ran out of money trying to feed their family. It's $4 short, then pay the bill. Let's look everywhere we can. There's a song on page 60. I won't turn there. Jesus, he went about doing good and helping where'er he could. Our example is he, and like him we should be, who went about doing good. That is taken from the book of Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, and they're speaking of Jesus, and he said, everywhere he went, he was doing good. Don't be known as the grump at work. Don't be known as the grump in the neighborhood. Don't be known as the grump at home and start at home. Most people in this world want, most Christians want to be helped, but instead help others on the pathway of life. I tell you what, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm offended, I'm mad. Well, get over it, you big baby. Well, I'm hurt, you know, I'm hurt, I'm upset. The church is not helping me. The pastor's not helping me. Well, who are you helping? I would never forget the illustration in the old building. I didn't preach this message, but I'm preaching about, uh, I think it was from, I, it just comes to my mind. I think it's Psalm 41.1. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. And a lady at the door said at the end of, at the, end of the invitation, I was so glad you preached about it. I'm poor, I need help. She missed it. We don't look to see who can help us. We look all around and say, there's somebody that's got a need. They might have a nicer car and automobile than you. They may have a bigger paycheck than you. Have you ever heard of the Hollywood crowd who has the money? They take their lives, it's a regular thing. Number one killer of Young people are suicided. Uh, don't you think there's some kids that have some needs? They may have $200 Nikes, but they have an empty heart. And here the Bible says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus saw the multitudes, Matthew chapter nine, verse 36, and he was moved with compassion. You think of everywhere you read the gospels, I just finished them. Well, that's not true. I've got John yet to go. I just finished Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm moving to John now. And it's so exciting because, you see, he, he helped the blind people. What was he doing? He was helping people, loving thy neighbor. He, he helped the blind people. He helped the children. They said, don't let the kids bother him. He said, allow them suffering to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. He helped the deaf. He helped the slow in speech. He helped those that could not speak. He helped the lame. He helped the grieving widows. He helped the poor. Everywhere that Jesus Christ went, he was looking, how can I help? What can I do? I pastor in a church, I think in America, that that is one of the hallmarks of this church. Time I turn around, I'm watching this church doing something for somebody. We run those buses. We fix those buses. We pay money for those buses. I was so overwhelmed last year. We went and got two years ago, year and a half, whenever it was, those 15 buses in Oklahoma. 
And I watched those men get on an airplane and fly back there and beat their body down. But wait a minute, already prior to that, a church had given almost a million dollars, 800 some thousand dollars to buy buses that they will undoubtedly never ever ride on. We don't buy those buses for God's people, although we can use them for any ministry we want to. We go to these neighborhoods. Everywhere a man saw me at the door this morning. He may be here tonight. He said, I got, he pulled out one of these tracks. He said, I got one of these, these invitations to, my, to your church. But he said, I've always, I live up here in East Palo Alto. He said, I've always watched your bus all over East Palo Alto. And then he said, I've seen it all over. And I saw it at work. He says, it's an amazing thing what this church is doing for people. A church is not a museum for dead saints. A church is a place that gathers together and on Sunday morning and on Sunday night, we get our marching orders and this week, here's where we're gonna help. We're gonna help the demon possess. Jesus took care of the crazy people, the maniac of Gadara. Jesus took care of a woman who had already lost her husband and now she lost her only son and they're carrying his casket and he stopped and he raised him back to life. He went about doing good and helping where'er he could. Look what the Bible says. Verse 39, thou shalt love thy neighbor. In closing, I want you to turn with me to Exodus 12. Who's my neighbor? I'm glad you asked. Your neighbor is one that lives immediately next door to you. I want us to think about what we can do for our neighbors today, this week. Exodus chapter 12, verse four, and if thy household be too little for a lamb, and he's talking about the Passover, and there's not enough people in your family, let him and his neighbor next to his house take, your neighbor is next to your house. Every one of us have a neighbor next to our house. We have them on both sides, a neighbor next to your house. And so this week we look for our neighbor. Thou shalt love thy neighbor. The neighbor is the one that lives right next door. Sometimes we're so eager to give money to send people around the world to get the gospel, but what about right next door? Take your Bibles, please. If you will turn to Luke chapter one, I think I'll take you to Luke chapter 10 for sake of time. Luke chapter 10. As you turn to chapter 10, I will say on way by that Luke 1 would give you the story to your neighborhood. The one immediately next door is your neighbor, but then in Luke chapter 1, he talks about your neighborhood. It's an area, a region, all these houses around here. But here's another one. Thirdly, it's a, it's a region. It's further than just, it would be California and Nevada and, and, and Colorado, and it's a region that we want to reach. Notice what the Bible says in Luke in chapter number 10, verse number 30. And Jesus answering, and a certain man went from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now there's a great distance between those two cities. 
and fell upon some thieves and stripped them of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came a certain, number one, a priest. He passed and he saw it, he went on the other side. I don't want to mess with this guy. In verse number 32, not only a priest, but a Levite. And when he was at the place, the same looked on him and passed on the other side. I don't want to, I don't want to get involved with this person. In verse number 33, in a certain Samaritan, the Samaritans have no dealings with the Jews. They were looked at, look at scum because they were not pure Jews. They were mixed Jews. A Samaritan had no, no opportunity to help a Jew. A certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and he saw him, and he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound his wounds and poured in oil and wine, set him on his own beast and took him and brought him to an inn. And he took care of him. On the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave it to the host and said, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, I will come again. I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him? He was not even from his same region. He was just passing by, and here this one was in Jericho, from Jerusalem to Jericho, a great distance, and this Samaritan's not even from there, but God said, he's your neighbor. I think of these people, not only our immediately next door, and then as we talked about in our, our, our area, but then in our region, region, turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, please. Ezekiel in chapter number 16. And for the sake of time, I won't have you turn anymore. And Ezekiel chapter 16. Our neighbor is next door to us. Our neighbor is in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood is, our, our neighbor is in a region or could be even in a country, this country. In chapter 16 and verse number 26. Thou hast committed fornication with the Egyptians, thy neighbors. God said, this country is your neighbor. This country is your neighboring country. And I want you to be burdened for this neighboring country. We cross the pond, we go to London. That, that is our, our neighbor, another country. We send missionaries around the globe. That's, that's another country. And this week, I want, us, I want us to leave here in a moment and say, I'm going to do something for my immediate neighbor right next door. It may be, it may not be a meal. It may not be a dessert. It may not be this. It may not cut the line. It may be to look at your neighbor and say, we are so grateful that we get to share property lines. You folks are tremendous neighbors. I think a neighbor relationship needs to be constantly through the year serviced and we try to do that. There are neighbors, can you imagine living next to a Baptist preacher and dying and going to hell? We lived over here for 26 years. Our kids were all born in that house right by the Montague School in their bedrooms. And I recall the night and I tried to witness, you know this, we tried to witness to our two, our, a young couple, two kids, our neighbors tried to witness 
We really did. We worked at it. We tried to get him the gospel. But I think sometimes me, more than anyone, sometimes timid, because, you know, probably some of the hardest people to witness to is your relatives or your immediate neighbors. But we tried. But it always bothered me. Then in the midnight hour, the fire truck showed up. You knew they were close because you could hear it, and they were right next door. I went outside on my driveway and looked, and the neighbor's house was on fire. I'll never forget that night. They were so traumatized, they got out. I think the wife and the kids came to our house. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong there. He still kept working with the department. And I looked at that couple, and I said, I want to tell you before 24 hours is up, I'm going to tell you the plan of salvation because you folks could have been dead tonight and it would have been blood on my hands. And the next day, I, I remember the day they got gloriously saved. And the next Sunday, we're baptized in the old building. Your neighbor is across the ocean, and it's in other countries of the world. It's all over. We've got to be a neighbor to them. That's why I want this internet to still stay alive, to get the gospel. Yes to our missionaries, and yes to those missionaries that are serving in foreign lands, but all the, the, the uh, natural-born citizens of that land, we have so many that listen, that listen in the countries of the world. Bahrain, I think of the many that listen from there, Dubai that listen in, in behind communist countries I will not name right now, somehow they get, they get, it's not blocked, somehow it's getting in because we get the weekly emails. I think of the countries of the world where we get uh, at over a hundred, some countries right now, countries are watching this service and many within that country. There are neighbors. We don't charge for the radio. Every song we just say, if I could help somebody, that's still in copyright law. So now we record it and we have to pay for that song we just sang tonight. We had to pay for the choir song tonight. We have to pay for the special music songs. You don't have to pay for songs that are out of, well, every song that we play on our radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, we have to pay for. There are fees to pay for that song. Why do we do it? Because we need to beam the gospel to the world. They're our neighbors. And people in this country are our neighbors. I was so burdened these days. New England, that was the bastion for Plymouth Rock and early churches and Roger Williams, a great man of God, and Jonathan Edwards. But most of the East Coast tonight is closed and buildings have been built and they're sitting empty on Sunday night. Not all, but most. And most people would tell you, whether it's our listeners in Vermont or Massachusetts or Rhode Island, all through the rural areas of, of New York and New York City, I don't know, I don't know. I hope someone can write me and say, I know the church open in New York City. I don't. 
They're our neighbors. And as these boys were released, let's do something to help our nation, help our world, help our region, help our neighborhood, and help immediately next door. Christ is the answer for these troubled marriages. He's the answer for the mental health. He's the answer for the lonely. He's the answer for the drug addicted. He's the answer for the angry and the hateful. There's hope. God has sent me here to tell you there's hope if we will just love our neighbor as ourselves. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.